Constant Contact's email and digital marketing tools have been helping small businesses build better customer relationships for over 25 years. And things just got better because now you can add SMS marketing to drive even more results. With SMS, you can easily grab customers' attention right where they are, on their phones. Send timely offers, personalized messages, important updates, and other unique information to boost engagement and drive response. Go to ConstantContact.com to get started for free. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, a family terrified after photographing a ghost of a demonic monk and the cryptid creatures of the River Trent. Now, a couple got a shock when they spotted a demonic face peering at them from a photo taken while exploring a haunted building in Nottinghamshire. A couple claimed they caught what could be a demonic face of a monk staring at them in the cellar of a former slaughterhouse. It's the same spot he was burned alive 500 years ago. Tanya Copeman, 41, was exploring the abandoned building, dubbed The Village in Mansfield Knotts, when the haunting happened. Tanya was touring the site with Ghost Hunts UK last month when she bizarrely felt compelled to take two pictures before she left. Tanya and her husband Jared, 47, were shocked when they looked back at the photo and it showed an evil-looking pale face peering at them out of the gloom. With glowing white eyes, despite no one having been in the room and it was taken. Ghost hunter Lee Roberts, who had taken them on the tour that evening, thinks the creepy face could be one of the seven monks who burned to death here in the 1500s. Tanya said, I didn't really expect to capture anything really, but I'd always wanted to go to the village. I'd heard about the place for a long time and always wanted to go there. Jared and I had gone into that section, which we later found out is exactly where they think the priests were burned alive. After we'd done some investigation in that room, we hadn't found anything. I just had the inkling to take two more photographs. You can see the image here, and there is a blow-up of it. Um, If you want to see the images, uh, there is a link included that will take you over to the website where you can see them. I even said to Jared when we left, let me take two more. And that's when that's when they appeared. But I didn't notice the figure until later when I was looking through my photographs at home. I saw the two eyes, but at the same time, I didn't realise they were eyes. I thought they were just two white dots. But then I zoomed in on the picture and I saw the face. And I was like, oh my God. I'm just going to enlarge it. For those at home that can see the images, I think this is the image that she's talking about. I shouted Jared and he said straight away that it was a face. After Tanya and Jared showed Lee what they had captured, he checked the CCTV to rule out that anyone else had been in that room with them when the photograph was taken. When the CCTV was later checked, it was confirmed the duo were indeed supposed to be alone in the room. 
Lee says he's tried to recreate the photo and check the area to ensure there is nothing there that could have made up the shape of a face and is now convinced it's paranormal after he was not able to debunk it. Now, the village was also commonly known as the Village of the Damned, and it's an abandoned building situated in the heart of Mansfield, Nottinghamshire. Dating back to the early 1800s, this ominous building was once a slaughterhouse before being turned into a malt house. That's where you would brew beer. Now, Mr Merriweather, who owned the malt houses until his death in 1835, had been sighted roaming around here, and it's felt that a group of spirits said to have been held captive in one of the hidden rooms enjoy making their presence known too. Now, the many hauntings that have occurred here have included men, women and children. Visitors to this disturbing venue have experienced full-body apparitions, as well as reported hearing the unsettling wails of a baby and witnessed a piano playing on its own accord. Now, recorded footage of whirling fog here was also attracted international press during 2016, sparking more interest in the anguished building that until 2013 lay completely deserted for 10 years. Now, the account is only five miles away across the golf course, and if you walk that way, you will find the age-old forest of Sherwood, known not only for Robin Hood, but for its underground cave systems, many UFO reports, paranormal accounts and many claims of witchcraft and the dark arts. Now it may surprise some people that there are also reports of strange hairy eight-man type figures seen in the forest itself and in many of the smaller woodlands close by and Nottingham is known for a number of werewolf reports also. Now, two reports happened in 1982 and 2002. Now, they were reported to Nick Redfern, and he included them in his blog, Man Beast UK. And this strange event explained by the witness. Another report from Sherwood said Nick, I received a phone call today on the 4th of December 2002 from an elderly gentleman who claimed that he saw a large hairy hominid, which was approximately 7 to 8 feet tall, in the vicinity of Sherwood Forest, approximately 20 years ago. He wasn't the only witness, as his wife also saw this. It was around 11 or 11.30pm, and he was driving his car along the Budby to Ollerton Road, and just before the Edwin Stowe turn-off, he saw the hominid run across the road. And he thought at the time it may have been a prank or someone dressed up, and he hadn't spoken a bit until this day. He didn't see a face and this thing just moved too quickly to get a good look at. So he didn't stay around to find out. Now, Nick also posted an update and he says, After a plea to the general public for further information concerning the Sherwood Forest thing, which appeared in the Nottingham Evening Post on the 28th of November 2002, I received a phone call from a very quietly spoken gentleman stating that he was in these woods the night previously and witnessed a dark, hairy figure in the trees, and he described its eyes that were red, he said. Now, I took a report um, a few years ago now, Sherwood, father and son, and she described them as a wild man. Uh, it was reported in 2013. And this is one of the first accounts I took when I joined uh, the British Bigfoot team with Adam Bird way back in the day. And back then, the accounts were so rare, we hardly had any new ones coming in. They were very far and few between. And it does show just how far things have moved in the last few years. 
When this was added to the map, there were no sighting accounts at Sherwood Forest. And now there are a few in that very small area, and I will explain more about that later. But this report came in from a lady called Kerry. And she said, I wish to report something that I saw when I was driving close to Nottingham a few nights ago. Now, regular members of the site will probably have heard this before, but just bear with us because we've quite a few reports to go. I know you don't have Sherwood Forest on your webpage, but I didn't know who else to contact. There isn't anyone else I feel I can speak to who would believe me. I'm a normal everyday woman and I travel this road often and I saw something that I cannot quite believe. I was heading home to Cookney from work and I was driving along the workshop road. It was still light, about 10 to 5, and I saw two figures stood to the side of the road as you drive through the forest. They were stood just within the trees. I'm going to be honest and say their appearance really scared me. They were really tall and naked and they looked like cavemen of some kind. The big one stood about six and a half feet tall and was clearly a male. I could see his male parts. Now, this male was covered in hair, which was brown in colour. It had no clothing on it at all. And they both had something strange about their appearance. They had weird-shaped heads, like a deformed skull. Very apish, almost like a chimp. But the face looked human too, very manlike. Now, the smaller one was much shorter, only about three foot tall, and it had less hair on its body than the adult one. The little one looked the same as the bigger one, just much younger. It had a deformed head also for a human, but still a human face within it. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's very hard to put into words. I don't know what I saw, but it is strange. What they looked like to me was a father and a son, or an adult and a young child. Hair covered all over and just standing there, using the trees to hide at the side of the road. I wondered if they were just waiting to cross over. But how can these people hide when so many people visit this area? It doesn't make sense. They look for all the world like wild people. But how? How would you imagine that wild people looked? I'm just too scared to tell anyone in case they laugh. I can't bring myself to tell anyone else. And my husband wasn't keen on me reporting this at all. But finding out there are other reports makes me feel better. I was going to go to the police, but my husband says they will report me to the authorities under the Mental Health Act. Now, other people local to the area talk of a local myth that says that the forest is home to a tall, hairy man whose eyes glow red in the dark. Now, there is a chance that this is a modern version of the tree spirits that were once said to live there in all of the forests of the UK. I think maybe he's correct. What if our wild folk are the dryads of old and the tree spirits said to inhabit the woods? The tree spirits, they could vanish and appear at will. They were attuned to nature. They could hide in plain sight unless they wanted to draw you in. And some of the old times, timers claim each tree has a heartbeat. And if only us humans can feel it, we will then become our true selves. Now, not too far away from Sherwood, um, there is a little place called Loscar Wood, and it was once part of the Great Forest of Sherwood, and now it lies about four miles away by the country roads. It's used by walkers and anglers, and it's a lovely spot with a lot of wildlife still remaining there. Um, and a gentleman made a report uh, back in 2014, and he said it was 11.15pm when I was driving home uh, after a long day fishing at the lake there. 
I'd fished for most of the day and packed up when it was getting dusk. I was driving along the lane and as I passed Lost Garwood, standing there next to the gate, was something I couldn't make out at first. Then I realised what I was seeing. It was a huge hair-covered figure of some kind. It was just huge. It was standing on two legs. I could make out the light between them. And it was upright. And on seeing it, I slammed on the brakes and went as quick as I could into reverse. I reversed backwards. And when I turned back to look out the windscreen, this hominid creature, I don't know what else to call it, had gone. There was no sign of it anywhere. I put my foot down and got home as quickly as I could. I don't know what to call it. What I saw, other than a hominid of some kind, like an old caveman or the Neanderthals. Now, the witness did return back to the gateway sometime later with Adam and Paul Bird to do an investigation and a report on the site in the area. Now, the area where the gentleman saw this figure, as I said, did used to be connected to Nottingham, uh, Sherwood Forest in Nottingham. Um, he didn't really feel that he could add any more when he was there and he was not happy being in the area. Now, Adam led an investigation in the area and made this following report. They did a night investigation there. Eyeshine was captured during a night investigation of Cuthbright Wood, Sherwood Forest, Nottingham, by the British Bigfoot research founders Adam and Paul Bird. Now, a couple of interesting things were heard during that investigation. And this is a photograph of the eyeshine. Now, first, let leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A possible single wood knot was heard. And this was before Adam and Paul did any knocking themselves. So whether this was a warning of some kind, nobody can really say. After that, it was silent for an hour. And it was then that they heard what they can only describe as a chattering sound, like someone muttering repeatedly under their breath. Now, the source of the chattering sound was never found. Although Adam and the team searched the area for a long time with periods of silence in the hopes of something moving off, thinking the team had left, but nothing was seen at the time. But one of the photographs showed what looked to be like eyeshine, said Adam. Now, the Nottingham area itself has a wealth of Bigfoot and Dogman reports over the decades, and here are just some of them for you. Now, the reddish-brown creature of Cotch Grove Knots, December 2015. This is an area where um, a gentleman who was a paranormal investigator had two encounters with what he described as invisible heavy breathers, and I think they're similar to what Paul Sinclair described when he says invisible life forms. Something that you can hear, you can hear it walking, you can hear it breathing, but you can't see it. Even when it's right up close, you cannot see it. And this was in exactly the same area as two accounts of that. And this is a different gentleman, and he said, I was driving home, going along the Althorpe Road from a Christmas party. And I was heading towards the A46. I was approaching a corner, just the one before the Eaton Park nursing home, when the headlights of my car highlighted something stood in a lay-by. It was about six feet tall and covered in reddy brownish hair all over. 
And my whole family of five saw it, as they were in the car with me at the time. It had dark eyes and a human face. I don't want any help, but I then felt that I should share what we saw in case there was a large cat on the loose or something like that. This is the only thing I can think of to explain it. My son said it was a monster. Now, an area check was also carried out on that area, which is adjacent to the residential home for the elderly. And behind the home is um, a woodland, and that runs off until it meets a stream that leads into the Trent, not too far away, actually, only a stone's throw away. Now, sorry, I was just having a cup of tea. Also not too far away from the Trent, we have a Nottingham werewolf in Bilborough, and this happened in 1994. All happened about 24 years ago now. I live in Nottingham and I'm a very open-minded person. Back then I was going out with a girl and I always walked her home at night. We always go along the same way every time. We'd walk through a path and then we always walk down a long cut through. We did the same walk every time and we never had any problems. Until one night I had walked her home and I was returning to my home for the night. I'm not the sort of person who scares easily. But this changed my perspective on things after it happened. And I've never been able to forget it. I was going through the court through, just minding my business, when I heard a blood-curdling growl. I just froze. I was so scared, and then I turned around, and I couldn't believe what I saw. This thing I was looking at was about seven foot tall, with a heavy build and black fur all over its body. Now, I'm six foot eight, and I'm scared of no man. But this thing scared the living hell out of me. I started to back up bit by bit, and it just stood there and looked at me. Then it started to come towards me, and I ran like mad. I don't think I have ever ran that fast in my life before. I knew it was behind me all the way. I could hear it breathing and running. How I managed to get home, I will never know. But somehow I did. I came flying through the door, and I was as white as a ghost. And my dad asked me, what's happened? And when I told him, he said, oh, it's the dark playing tricks on your eyes. After about a week or so of him keep saying this, I thought it was right, so I just left it at that. I was so wrong, though. As a year or so later, I was walking over the place with my girlfriend's brother. And it was a foggy night, and we were just walking along, and then just out of the blue, he said, What's that? I couldn't see anything, and I said, What are you on about? He then pointed at this crouched thing, and I literally could not believe my eyes. It was moving through the fog swiftly, then it stopped. And that's when I heard that growl again. And we both set off running. We ran like mad. I couldn't believe it the first time I saw it. And I convinced myself it was a darkness playing tricks. But not the second time. How do I explain this away? Who can explain it to me as it feels like no one can? I believe what I saw ever since that night. I've never walked that way again. And we have never talked about it. I've never talked about it to the lad I was with. Not even when I see him now. And I still think about those nights to this day, Deborah. It still scares me that much. I'm not nuts, and I know no one will believe me, but I saw a werewolf, and I will go under a lie detector test if you could arrange it to prove that I'm not lying. The creature that I saw was crouched over on all fours, and it was still huge, at least five feet high. And if it had stood up to its full height, I think it would have been at least seven foot tall. It was very broad across the chest. The width was bigger than mine, and I have a 50-inch chest. It was massive and all black in colour with longish arms. 
and it was very dark and hair covered. But I'm sure it had a dog's head. I do remember its eyes. I will never forget them or the colour of them as they were yellow. To be honest, I was so terrified. I don't think I will ever forget that night. Now, not too far away of Babington Lane, we have a water tower. And this is in the town of Kimberley. And in 2012, there was a very strange dog-like creature which was reported next to the water tower of Babington Lane. And it's to get another sighting where the witness describes a creature using one of the old words. She said, Chuck. Um, which means like a black dog. And the witness stated that they were pushing their bike up the field when they paused to take in the view and catch their breath. Looking back the way they were walking, they spotted a horse-sized black dog where they had just been minutes before. The creature ran along a hedge at the top of the hill and the witness took their eyes from the dog for a moment, during which it vanished. Now, if you follow the River Trent out from Sherwood in all directions, there are reports of strange creatures all along its route. Now, to see them all, you need to visit the sighting map, and there is a link pasted below. Now, Stapleford Woods is an area where a creature was seen in 2013, and the report came into the team from a lady named Kerry concerning a sighting she and her husband Brett had in Stapleford Woods. It's about a 750-acre area of forest, and it's on the Knotts Lynx border. Both Kerry and Brett saw the animal at the same time, but they did have some differing opinions as to what they had seen and experienced. They were walking their two-year-old Jack Russell dog named Kiwi for a walk in the woodland when they heard what they described as a high-pitched scream. Realising it wasn't that far away from whatever made the sound, Brett decided to have a look and investigate further. He was soon surprised to see some kind of dark animal walking through the trees and he quickly called over Kerry, who picked up Kiwi in fear. Now, Kerry described the animal as follows. Whatever it was, it was walking on all fours, like a dog would, but it wasn't a dog. It was walking in an odd way, sort of lumbering along. Now, I know there are reports of big black cats in this area, so I was certain it was a large cat and maybe a panther. Brett saw the same thing, but he had a different idea. It was about five foot long, with a sharp pointy head. The hair, not fur, was short, and we could see patches of bare skin through it, like it was losing some hair in some of its places. My husband wanted to follow it as it walked away deeper into the tree, but I stopped him. He had no idea what it was or how it would react. That scared me, and I thought it maybe it could be dangerous. When I asked Brett if it was some kind of wild cat, he said no. He got the impression it was like a monkey or an ape type thing. Similar shape to an orangutan or a chimpanzee, he said, but with stronger, more solid arms and muscles, like a bear. I just assumed it was a big cat, as, you know, we're in the UK. But now I think back, I did not see a tail and it didn't move like a cat would. It could have been an injured cat, maybe. But my husband says it was like an ape but different. Now, the hairy creature of Slitton Mill happened in 1988, and that's just along the trend there. And the following account surfaced from another witness online who shared their encounter on the chase. It was a star-filled night and easy to see, and it was clear but still dark, and we were all in the car driving home. We were just happily chatting and joking with each other, and suddenly we all fell dead serious. Without saying anything, the mood changes really quickly. There was a couple of people sitting in the back and they all sat forward. 
and we pointed at the same shape at the same time. It was a tall, man-like figure, and he was sort of crouching forward in a strange position. As we passed him in the car, it turned and looked straight at us. In my own words, I would describe it as around six feet, eight inches tall, with legs thicker than two of mine put together. It was very strong looking and had a darkish blacky brown coat. I just could not explain it to you clearly at all. And I still get goosebumps thinking about it. Now to see all of the reports along the trend, or if you'd like to visit the areas of the sightings, you can contact me at debbiehapswell at gmail.com, all lowercase. Or leave a comment below and I'll pass you over to the admin who will sort out a membership for you and get you up and running. Or if you've had an encounter like this or experienced something strange, please get in touch and make the report. British witnesses who make reports are increasing daily. There's a strong community now who themselves have had experiences and are always happy to help out or to chat with you about what you saw and how it was for you. We can also put you in touch with a local researcher who will take your report and visit the area with you or on your behalf. So please click subscribe to follow BBR or to share one of our many videos with your like-minded friends. Don't forget to hit that bell and give us a like. And until next time, I uh, hope you're all enjoying the wonderful weather. <laughs> uh, good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.